Hello everyone, it is Jiggy. Hi everyone, it's Troy. And welcome back to another episode of the Pipe Bombshell Podcast. And wow, wait, actually for the first time in 2021, we are back with another interview with one of our women favorite women's wrestlers here. So Troy, just go right ahead all right all right you know it's been months since the last time we've had an interview so you know we are very excited to have her here today with us but she has quite the resume if you ask me yourself because she's the current up brawl wrestling women's champion she's a former two-time worldwide wrestling league women's champion and if she's not busy kicking ass inside the ring she's over on twitch streaming her favorite klonoa game as i've seen recently but if she's not playing her video games she's actually our competition jiggy she has her own show now she has her new show called (laughs) that random show featuring herself and kurt johansson but aside from that she's the brave little toasty the queen of emily's army emily hayden emily how are you hello hi pieces thanks for having me we're so happy to finally have you. Uh, and are we honorary beaches now? Beaches. Or oh, yeah, of that... course. Of course, oh, you're part of Emily's army now. So. Yes. Love that. Love that. So I know we've had like time constraints with the past week. So we're really happy to have you today. Um, so I guess let's just start with the first portion of the interview because over here on at the Pipe Bombshell podcast, we actually have this fun little game that we like to play before we start with the actual interview. Mm-hmm. And it's called Diva Talk because if, if you've seen WWE in the early 2010s, you would know that the treatment towards the girls were not the best. They mm-hmm. had the least amount of time. So we prepared this little game where we ask you about some questions, um, both non-wrestling and wrestling related to get to know you a bit more. Okay. You know, so, it, so it's just easy choices between two things or your favorites. So it's going to be really Oh, I love these kind of games. <laughs> That's great. That's great. So without further ado, I guess let's start. First up, favorite food? Pizza. 100% pizza. Pepperoni pizza, to be precise. Oh my god, yes. Now I really want pizza now. <laughs> okay. So up next we got win the money in the bank ladder match or the Royal Rumble. Money in the bank. Money in the bank. Anytime, anywhere. Not yeah, even the exactly. event of WrestleMania. Hmm, <laughs> interesting. Um, what would you say is your favorite song right now? My favorite song right now. This is going to shock a lot of people. Um, either Lady Gaga, Rain On Me, yeah. or Ariana Grande, uh, Positions. Yes. Wow. I did we not know her to be a main pop girl. Yeah. No you would think it would be aesthetic, but... <laughs> yeah, I was a bad You can do both. You can do both. Duality. Yeah. Exactly. So up next here is one of the most classic women's wrestling questions for years now. Trish Stratus or Lita? Ooh, mm, Lita. Lita, queen of extreme. Understandable. Understandable. Do you want to see her have one more retirement match before she I goes? So I feel I feel like she, she got done uh done dirty at her re- retirement match. When Crime Time came out and there were oh the fans in the Adam Walker room, I thought that was very cringy. I agree. Disgusting. 
Well, that if that was Trish or Lita, this is the Pipe Bombshell Podcast. Golden question. Oh. And it's the last one. Eva Marie or Rosa Mendes? Ooh. Mm. Both underrated talent, I would say. I'm going to say Eva Marie, which is a very controversial answer, but I have a reason for it. Uh-huh. Uh, in particular, if you would watch her in Total Divas in later seasons and the work ethic that she, she puts in, like she's running her own business now. She's a business queen. We love that. We stand that. Um, the the effort that she was putting in by actually willingly going back down to NXT and working with Frank Hendrick. Yeah, so she's got an amazing work ethic and a great business mind. That's 100%. And, you know, we've wow. even been getting some rumors that she might have a WWE return very soon. So let's just see what happens with that. But you know what? As we all know that we are a pretty consumer time here, let's just start with the main interview here. So thank you for playing Viva Talk with us. This is the and first portion of the interview. <laughs> And let's just start off. Let's just start it off. So, um, wow! In the Philippines, at least, we had um, our our lockdown due to the coronavirus. I believe it was on March 10th. That's just five days from now. Oh my God! So, but um, wow. I understand the situation there is a bit different. Um, so, and from what I know, you are got you guys are pretty locked down until April, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, but, you're 100 correct of that. Oh my God. Okay, so I'm just going to ask you right now, let's say from the duration of since this all started, how are you during this pandemic? Uh, the, the best word I can use is surviving. Uh, <laughs> because I suffer from anxiety and depression, it's like it comes and goes. So like sometimes I'll be all right and then some days I'll be struggling really badly because uh, it's the same four walls every day, you know. <laughs> so that that's kind of a where... My, my video games and uh, my movies, uh, in particular, like I've been binging a lot on Netflix and Disney Plus this lockdown, so that's been that's been a lifesaver. <laughs> True, I can relate on a whole different Same level because we don't have that much to do with at home. So Netflix movies, except Disney Plus, we don't have Disney Plus here in the Philippines. It's so weird. <laughs> I we're know, gonna, we're, we're so deprived. We're going to get to that later. Like, Jiggy has like, questions. I, I'm just going to have a little <laughs> side note over here, but um, if you know, Raya and the Last Dragon is going to feature a Southeast Asian Disney princess. Oh, and yeah. We're from Southeast yeah. Asia. But here's the thing. Out of 12 Southeast Asian countries, only two have only two have Disney+. Plus. Really? <laughs> I did not know that. doesn't make any sense. Where's our access? You, you, think, you think that... They would give access to all the, all of the Philippines, you know, for Disney Plus, especially if it, if it's promoting a, a Southeast Asian princess. Well, what? apparently it's not. <laughs> it's not. But speaking of Disney Plus, um, this is sort of a bit related of a question because I sort of said it in uh, my intro for you. You have you're probably a jack of all trades. You have a lot of things going on. You're on Twitch. You're on YouTube with your podcast. You're a professional wrestler. What else can you do? So what are some of your hobbies outside of wrestling? Wow. Um, in particular, uh, obviously, as everyone knows, video games. Uh, <laughs> I love my video games. I grew up with video games. Uh, I grew up a, a tomboy. I was very close with my dad and brother in particular. So that's where the love of wrestling comes from. Love of video games. Uh, but 
as of lockdown because there wasn't really much to do uh and i found like a new love of cooking and baking so that's became a new oh. interest sometimes like i put photos up on my instagram and my social media of things that i've cooked and baked and uh i also discovered uh hill walking thanks to my partner like that that's became our thing now like during the when it was the summer because it's too cold now but during the summer uh we, we went a lot of hill walking and i got to see a lot more of uh scotland it's i've lived here for 27 years now and it's the first time i've actually been able to sit back and actually look at the scenery if you will you know like i, I went to the clyde uh, the clyde falls i'd never seen that before that was amazing a giant waterfall and it, it literally goes around all of glasgow uh so and it's not far from like the the waterfall's not far from where i stay so i actually got to see where the the river starts so that was pretty awesome that that's a lot of stuff in <laughs> quarantine too mm -hmm. that's i just, cannot really it it really makes you step back and i'm just really hoping that all of us get to go out really soon and you know since the vaccines are up now i'm mm -hmm. really hoping that it it gets better so for i just want to give a little context for this next question so before the interviewer actually asked emily so i have i, I do tire reading so would you like to have one on my show and she declined because she just had one pretty recent but i here is the next but before my next question i'm just gonna show you this deck of mine i just like show here we go people. it's a wrestling themed tarot deck one of my <gasps> favorite purchases of all time oh and i didn't know you could get that oh yeah, i don't know how we got and in either. particular here are my two favorite cards here uh, this is sue young from impact wrestling oh, wow and then becky lynch <sighs> i'm That's just really so cool I am just such a really big fan of it. It was just like a no brainer for me. Like, even though it took like half of my savings at that time, I didn't care. It was tarot <laughs> wrestling, two of my favorite things, but let's just go on to you. So you are a tarot reader yourself. So I just would like to ask, like, do you have any like particular stories that you would, that you would like to share about it? Oh, I've got quite a, an interesting story. In fact, uh, to do with tarot readings. So, First of all, like um, I first got my very first deck at the age of 16, I believe it was. Uh, now I have like three different decks uh, and they're all so pretty. I've got like a holographic one and it, it shimmers in the light. It's so pretty. And um, so every year, um, just before Valentine's Day, so the, the 13th, me and my, fr my friend Ashley, actually met her through the wrestling. Unfortunately, she had to stop training uh, because she found out that she had fibromyalgia. So she's been dealing with that. But it was unfortunate, but she's actually one of my best friends now. So every 13th of February, we call that Galentine's Day because we love Parks and Rec. So we get together and we have a little Galentine's Day and it's became a tradition after a couple of years now where I would read my tarot cards and I would read hers and we would make a little note and see where the year would take us. So I think it was my, my 2018, no, it was my 2019 deck that I did. And I'll, I always uh, call my 2018 the infamous 2018 because that was the year that wrestling skyrocketed, but the personal life 
plummeted. Uh, I went through like a lot of horrible things. Uh, just to give you a little bit of context, uh, I went through a really bad breakup. Uh, I had to leave my job out with wrestling uh, and I, I gained a lot of weight from depression and uh, overeating. Uh, you know, just the ty typical wrestle beach stuff. So, but um, so then we did Galentine. We did Galentine's Day, and I started doing my tarot. And one of the first things that came up, it, it was reading my past. So everything that happened, just saying break up, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then I did my future, and it said, uh, and this is crazy. In fact. It said I was going to, to meet someone. It said I was going to meet someone new. I was going to form a new relationship. Uh, I was going to move 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 away from, because I was currently living with my parents at that point in time. Uh, it said I was going to move out the family home and move elsewhere. Uh, I was going to go into a new career venture and then it said the wrestling was going to skyrocket in 2019. And at that point, just due to being pessimistic after everything that happened, I was like, yeah, no way that's going to happen. Uh, and <laughs> my friend Ash was like, I did not see. I'm sure it will. Your, your readings are usually accurate. So by July, uh, I was offered a new job uh, doing IT work. So that was awesome. Uh, and through that job, I actually met my current partner, so oh, wow, <laughs> wow. full circle right yeah. there. Girl. Yeah, and then <laughs> two months after he and I got together, it was very fast. Uh, after, two months after he and I got together, I moved in with him and I've been here ever since. So yeah, not only did I get a new wow. job, I got a new man and <laughs> my, my, my living situation is totally different. So, and here I am almost two years later, it's insane. That's great. Who is doing it like Who's you? doing it oh like her? I, I'm here. I'm here single as hell. I don't know what's Same. going on with my life, but yeah. wow. Well, I hope you're doing much better now. Are you? Oh, yeah. Because, okay, that's great. We <laughs> want everyone to be in a safe space around here. But speaking of partners, recently you revealed that you have a podcast partner. Yes. And Jiggy, she's already outselling us. Her podcast is like oh, no. going up there. Like we're <laughs> we're gonna found, we're gonna be found jobless at this point. Not but recently, true. recently you announced um, that random show featuring mm -hmm. you and Kurt Johansson. So tell us a bit about this whole new podcast. How did it come about? Have you had any experience before with podcasting and other similar stuff? Well, the the show kind of came about by accident i guess like um i did an, an interview with kurt that was how I, I met kurt uh he did an interview with i always call him my sis uh, aisha raymond uh you might know her from the may young classic and um, yes. yeah Aisha, yeah. love her she's my big sister shout out to aisha and um so kurt uh, at that point in time he'd recently did an interview with her and uh, she mentioned me in it so uh, I ended up getting tagged in the tweet, so I was kind of going back and forth with Aisha, and then next thing I know, I get a DM from Kurt asking if I would like to do an interview with him. So I said, yeah, sure. Uh, I've got nothing else to do, you know, I'm in lockdown. <laughs> so uh, he and I organised a day, 
we, we did the interview and as the interview was going on, we realized that we had a lot in common. Uh, we had a very similar taste in video games, a very similar taste in TV shows and movies, uh, a very similar sense of humor as well. Uh, and then he and I kept contact after the interview and we've just been chatting away and he's become one of my good friends ever since. And then uh, Cart one day just asked me, uh, it, it kind of came up in conversation where we, we, we were like, we should just do a podcast together and just get a laugh and see how it goes. So it, it came about just because we had a lot of fun chatting. And um, I always refer to Cart as my vessel pal. So, but I, we, we were like, we won't call it Wrestle Pals because we're going to be talking everything but wrestling. <laughs> 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 but uh, so literally, I think it was like half an hour before we actually started recording the first episode. Uh, we had a meeting <laughs> where it was like a <laughs> webcam, and we were like, "So what can we call the show?" And we're like, "Well, we're just talking about random things." And then Kurt was like, "Right, I'm just going to look up different synonyms to to random." And oh my goodness, that was just an adventure in itself. He he was hitting out with all sorts of different words. In particular, there was one called slapdash, and I was like, "What the heck is a slapdash?" Never heard of it. <laughs> so he looked up and it and it was like uh, when things go terribly wrong or something. I can't remember what it was. It's like when random things go wrong or things go badly or something like that. Uh, we just started making fun of that. Like you'll see it in the first episode where we talk about it. And um, so yeah, it kind of came about from that because we wanted to talk about things that we both had a love and interest in and to get each other's perspectives in it a little bit more in depth so yeah we thought why not get everyone else in on the madness too and get a laugh with us that's a great story to start a wow. podcast we have a similar one yeah. Jiggy, to be honest yeah we actually do kind of have a similar one like i'd love um, to hear the story okay so Jiggy, take the lead well, well it's actually it's not really that uh so long story short i just wanted i just decided um because like i would say 2019 I, I didn't really get to catch up with wrestling with specifically wwe because that was mainly the thing that i was keeping up with like i would like watch like the highlights on youtube but besides that and like the pay-per-views i wouldn't do much um fortunately this time it has given me some time to like uh watch everything once again and among like and you know at that time Troy and I were just in the same circle of friends who like wrestling like we barely even talked at that point barely. and then one day I just tweeted um I kind of want to start a wrestling podcast because my two close best friends say they, they didn't they didn't think they had the time to do it and then Troy just responded to me then literally like 30 minutes after okay here's our logo let's let's film the trailer tomorrow <laughs> and that's literally it it was a crammed you know? logo to be it fair it really was <laughs> but, but you know I grew to love it <laughs> True. And here we are doing interviews. We love it. Love Come a long way. That. Come a long way. Six months later, I can't believe. So, actually, for the next question over here. So, when I saw the first, like, the poster of some sort of the random show, that random show, my bad. Um, one of the things that definitely caught my attention was One Division. Yeah, anything Marvel, and I am a very big fan of Marvel. And actually, quite frankly, right after the this interview i'm gonna have a one division watch party the last episode Ooh. so kindly no spoilers if you have seen it but, i haven't but I haven't um, either. 
Yes. Okay, so I just want to ask you, um, before we really get into the deep wrestling stuff into this interview, what are your bold predictions in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Wow, that, that's a very good question. Uh, it's funny because uh, Kurt and I were actually talking about all these different theories in our random show episodes about Marvel and uh, in particular of WandaVision. Uh, I, I, honestly, I could have just hit myself in the head like a face palm because I was like, why didn't I see that? Spoiler alert for anyone watching, by the way, that hasn't watched the <laughs> yes, I'm yes, sorry. Yes. Like, I just realised I better give a disclaimer. I didn't realise, I was like, why didn't I think of Agatha? Because of the House of Them story. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, and I was literally just like, oh, why didn't she, she just pop into my head with that? Because I thought it was going to be our introduction into the mutants uh, so we could get X-Men into the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe because I'm a diehard X-Men fan, always have been. X-Men till I die. Uh, <laughs> so I, I was kind of a hoping that we would, now that I believe Disney has bought over from Fox, the, the X-Men. They have. So I, w- I was kind of a hoping that One Division was going to be the gateway to, to bring an X-Men in, because I thought with the way One Division was going, it was the House of M story. And in particular, that was about wanting to, to wipe out the mutant st- uh, genetics. And I thought, oh, maybe it's going to do... What Kurt was saying, uh, Kurt said maybe they're going to do uh, a reverse where it's she creates the mutant line by accident. So, yeah, I was kind of hoping it was something like that. But um, I heard also that Wanda's been confirmed to be in the new Doctor Strange movie. Yes, she is going to be in the new Ooh, Doctor Strange Oh, really? Movie. Yeah, yeah. I know, I was so excited. I thought, who, who better <laughs> to have in a Doctor Strange movie than, than Wanda, Scarlet Witch, you know? And, um, oh, yeah, and the last episode of WandaVision as well, not the last episode, the one that was on before, uh, when Agatha calls her, oh, you're a Scarlet Witch, I was like, ah, she's got her name now. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I'm really hoping that the finale to this episode of uh, WandaVision, we actually get a reasoning, I guess, behind why she's going to be in Doctor Strange, so that the end of the show ties in with the movie, I guess. So I would love that. Um... This is us going into phase four, I believe, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes, yes. Yes. So I believe as well, with WandaVision, we're going to get the introduction to the new Big Bad, the phase four. So that's my predictions. All right. That was quite a pretty... I think I should start yes. getting into WandaVision myself. You definitely should. Myself. You definitely should. Okay. And, and, you know, honestly, Emily, with the introduction of Evan Peters into the show yes. and you know, him and being in the X-Men films, it's definitely not impossible. And I don't know if it's 100% true, but I've seen a lot of reports that they are finally going to reboot the mutants. Well, the X-Men, but they're going to name it as the mutants, the film. So oh. I'm very excited for that. Let's just see what happens. Fantastic Four is on the yes. works, which... You know, before they didn't have the right to that either. So let's just see what happens with that. And definitely, let's keep in touch with the Marvel stuff. Oh, oh yeah, oh, my God. As, as soon as you've watched WandaVision, DM me because I'm I'm watching it tonight after I play Dungeons and yes. Dragons. So. <laughs> I just, I don't know. There's just like so much going on with the whole Marvel thing. And, yeah. You know, you know, we can actually make a, you know, if we wanted to, we would make a dedicated episode for it. But <laughs> you could probably. Let's, but 
Um, let's just move on. All right. Well, <laughs> the only Evans I know is Chris Evans because he he was oh. he was my crush. I was way younger back then. But anyways, another time. <laughs> So that was a lot of your interests and hobbies outside of wrestling. So let's get into the professional wrestling aspect of Emily Hayden. So, you know, Jiggy and I, we have our own stories of how we started watching wrestling. I started watching wrestling because I saw Beth Phoenix and Michelle McCool in an extreme makeover match. And I was so confused as a child, if anyone even remembers that. But that was my introduction to wrestling. So, Emily, how did you discover wrestling? Uh, as I said before, it was my dad and brother. I was a tomboy growing up. Um, my, my dad and my brother were my best friends. Uh, growing up, I always uh, had guy best friends rather than girl best friends. So I, I was not the a big fan of dresses or makeup. That's all changed now. <laughs> but um, growing up, so uh, my dad and my brother would watch at the time WWF and I was kind of a tuning in and out of it uh, I'd be away like playing with my dolls or something you know playing with my Barbie dolls reenacting the, the Dark Phoenix saga uh, <laughs> so uh, I'm not even joking like what I, I didn't play like traditional Barbie games like oh let's go to the shops or let's go buy some dresses I was always like let's reenact the Dark Phoenix saga let's, there let's, we go. let's play that. Wonder Woman <laughs> <laughs> none of that none of that Barbie stuff none, none of that Barbie stuff but um yeah and then one day I remember being glued like it, it caught my attention when they were watching WWF and it was Chris Jericho's debut and it was when he had his back and forth with The Rock and I just remember being like sitting like this at the TV watching because I was like what's going on this is amazing uh so that's what got me hooked into the entertainment value of WWE and then so I started watching more frequently with my dad and my brother and then I saw Lita come out and I was like there's girls here like the there's girls in wrestling and then mm. and then uh she she went to the top rope and it was the first time i ever seen her do her top rope moonsault and i remember like being like this as a kid and being like <laughs> wow girls can do this too and that's where the the love of wrestling came from so after i saw Lita hit that top rope moonsault i was like i need to do something like that that's awesome Wow, Lita. I I myself am a Lita stan as well. Like I prefer her over Trish any day of the any day of the year. Not flying in a tube with anywhere, Jackie. <laughs> but you know what I mean. You know what I mean. No Tino shades. No Tino shade, but Lita was badass. Okay. No one could deny that. And you know, it just really goes to show on how much impact, even though they had little time at the time. Well, wait, that was redundant, but, um, you know, even though they had very little time to showcase their talents, they really inspire a lot of people, such as you, Emily. But we really want to know, because, you know, there's really a f not a lot of fans, or there's only a good amount of, there's a good amount of fans who don't necessarily pursue wrestling. So what was the thing, the match, or the decision that made you decide on to pursue professional wrestling as a whole? The The match... First match I think of right away is Lee and Trish main event in Raw. Right away, that was that was the classic, one that, that made me go, yes, one hundred percent. I will find a way to be a wrestler. 
And I'll never forget that moment where Lita did that suicide dive and she did the scorpion and I thought she was dead. Oh my God. Because <laughs> she was just back from a neck injury at that point. Exactly. So, so I just get flashbacks to not seeing her on TV again. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, definitely. Like I remember watching her for the first time on YouTube and I was like, Divas were on the main event. Why can't we have this now? And luckily we, we have gotten to that point. Yeah. Where I- it has been a norm for women to be on the main event. Like I remember even one time NXT had like three straight main events and I'm like, yes. I love that. We and, and, come to point. and we just main evented last night, I believe, with Mako and Kaylee Ray on NXT, oh, yeah, UK. NXT UK. Yes. That was amazing. That was amazing. But with that said, um, I want to ask because, you know, you, you said leader earlier, but we just want to make sure. Do you have any other wrestling inspirations that you oh, have? Oh, yeah. 100%. Uh, it would be wrong of me not to say Trish as well, because Trish and Lita were pioneers in, in the women's division in WWE. Uh, I would also say Victoria. Love Victoria. I actually got to meet her, which was a, a dream come true. And uh, I got to tell her that she was one of my inspirations growing up. So that was a, a very awesome moment. Um, to the other side of the the coin, uh, in terms of men, there's Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho was a, a big inspiration. Eddie Guerrero, he was a big inspiration. Chavo Guerrero, and Edge. Those are my my top ones uh, growing up with WWE. Love that. Just a quick follow up. How was it like seeing Victoria in this year's mm-hmm. Royal Rumble? How was it? Oh, literally, like this was my reaction. Ah, it's Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. Same here. She like, looked great. It was it was very odd for me to see her. And this was like first rumble. This was the first rumble where I really had my expectations down low just because the previous year didn't have a lot of former divas mm-hmm. returns. So to see like women like Victoria and Jillian, I was like, Yeah. Ah! It was so it was much, great. It, it, was it great. gave me so much hope for future women to come back as well. You know, we yeah. all have our favorites wanting to come back. One hundred percent. Mm-hmm. The only so, thing I'll say about when Victoria came back, though, I was so sad that she didn't come out to tattoo all the things she said. Yeah, because that true. Was my true. Is that the like, superior Victoria theme? Yeah, that, that, that's her iconic theme. Don't get me wrong, like the fact that Nicki Minaj did the uh, I'm not the lady to mess with one, that's cool. But just to me, I'll always remember when she came out to all the things she said, and it was at the hand of the eye. Like, I always remember yeah. that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I actually never me up before, not gonna lie. And <laughs> and I don't know, for me though, like I, it was like a little pet peeve of mine. I didn't get why she went to the remix version of it. Like it yeah. didn't necessarily fit the dancing regular. gimmick one. Yeah, that was the dancing <laughs> gimmick one. So that was just a little pet peeve of mine. But you know what? Anytime you see Victoria in WWE, especially that that was literally the first time in 11 years, no, 12 years. So that was just such a such a sight to see for any wrestling stand. And let's just move on with the next question. So we just want to know, how did you start to become a pref- professional wrestler? Like, what Ooh. did you go through? Well, um, so I... After I left school, I went to further education, so I went to college, and that was August of 2012. So I met a a, a guy in the class, and there was a few of us, there was a bunch of us, it was a computing class, and at the, the break, we all started 
chatting about the SummerSlam pay-per-view of that year. And one of the guys in the class, he, he turned to me and he said, like, oh, so you, you're a fan of wrestling? And I thought it, like, he was being a weirdo. Like, I thought he was just trying to, like, flirt with me or something, like, use that as a way to <laughs> talk to me. And that way I just kind of went, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just awkward and um, and, um he, he said uh oh well my sister's a wrestler and that way I thought like oh maybe he's making fun of me now because I, I'm a girl that likes wrestling so I was like uh-huh okay <laughs> and uh and he was like oh uh she she trained she trained at the academy blah 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 uh and, and that way I still doubted him I was like mm-hmm, okay whatever you say and then so we went back into the classroom and he went on the computer and he showed me photos of her in a match and he was like this is her this is actual wrestling matches in Scotland uh because I was always under the impression that I would need to go to America if I ever wanted to pursue wrestling because all I'd ever seen was WWE so as soon as I saw that there was wrestling in Scotland I was like I have to be a part of this so I got the details from him uh, and I went along to the academy uh, the, the next week. So that was September and uh, I've never looked back since. I, I started training with my coach, TJ Rage, because uh, I, I found out as well, this, this, this is, I took this as a sign that I had to start training. The school was like round the corner from where I used to stay. So I was like, yes, I have to do this now if it's only a walk away. And um, it was literally like a 10-minute walk from my house. So uh, I was like, yes, I'm doing that. And I went my first day and, yeah, best decision I ever made. The rest is history. The rest is history. Uh, and she's a champion right now. And only really more accessible to countries all around the world. True, it should be. But with that, um, you know, training as a professional wrestler is one thing, but having a move set is another. You know, people wrestlers have iconic finishers. Beth has the Grand Slam. Lita has the Moonsault. Trish has Stratisfaction, so on and so forth. You know, Jiggy and I have seen some of her matches. Um, specifically, my in my perspective, I've seen your matches with with Anastasia. Yes. And I've seen, I've seen, I've observed your wrestling style. It's sort of powerhouse, but I've also mm-hmm. seen you do some strong ass kicks. And I was like, oh my gosh, she can, she's going to kick a beat. Like <laughs> she is here to beat someone up. So how did you come up with your wrestling moveset? Did you incorporate other styles? Were you inspired by other people's moveset or is this all you? Honestly, uh, Going through the years, uh, my moveset's completely changed. First of all, I want to give a shout out to Anastasia because she she is an amazing girl. I love her to bits, and she she is a little superstar in the making. She I say little, she's like taller than me. She's like a, a glamazon, honestly. But uh, yeah, honestly, superstar in the making. And when you're saying about my kicks, oh my goodness, you should see this girl's kicks. She's insane. <laughs> She used to be a dancer, so it's not su- surprising. Really? At all. Yeah, she wow. used to be a dancer, so it's not surprising at all that she has amazing kicks on her. So I was like, I think I better retire the kicks now because like this girl's just doing them so well. And uh, yeah, so over the years, my moveset's kind of a change because uh, when I started training with TJ, 
and he was telling me to think of movesets. Uh, he was he, he would give me like homework basically, be like, just go and look up your favorite wrestlers, see what kind of a moves you want to do, get a feel for them. So it was initially like sort of a basic stuff because when you master the, the basic fundamentals, then you can move on to the more advanced stuff. So when I was learning to like bump and feed, for example, uh, TJ was just getting me to do clothesline, clothesline, back elbow, simple as that, <laughs> until I could get the feel for it. So that was that was my my, my basic move set for a while, and <laughs> then over the years, uh, I would take inspiration from watching other bits of wrestling. So not just WWE, adventure, watch the likes of World of Sport. Uh, stardom, New Japan, Lucha Underground, places like that. I would I would watch and um and recently my move sets actually changed. Uh, so about this not this time last year. In fact, uh, December of tw- uh, twenty nineteen, uh, my move set was starting to change. Uh, because. I felt confident in my character work at this point in time. I was like, I'm very confident. Everyone knows what the Wrestle Beach is all about now. Uh, so yeah, I felt confident with my character work, my promo work, and I thought, right, the next big thing to totally work on is wrestling. I want to show people that I can wrestle, that I, I'm very versatile. And uh, I started working with my good friends, Bobby Roberts and DCT, at Respect Pro Wrestling, and they helped me with the more technical aspects of wrestling because because I grew up watching Chris Jericho, Eddie Guerrero, uh, Travel Guerrero. Uh, I asked them if we could do something more like that, and honestly, the, my wrestling style now compared to like even twenty the, the start of twenty nineteen, it's like night and day. Um, if you look at my my recent matches with ICW on the WWE network it's 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 totally different uh I'm, I'm incorporating a lot more submission based technical wrestling in particular uh one of my inspirations right now to watch for that is Diona Perrazzo we love yeah. her we love her here one of our favorites <laughs> mm-hmm. sure. yeah I think she's amazing and uh another one that I, I like to watch as well is Io Shirai I really love Leo Shirai's work. And then even just looking at, at the girls that we have in NXT UK uh, for a lot of their technical style, like Isla Dawn, for example, she's, she, she's got great technical skills as well. So, yeah, I'm taking inspirations from a lot of places, but in particular, if it wasn't for my friends Bobby and Dee, I, I wouldn't have the moveset that I have now. They, they, they've really helped to elevate my wrestling ability, and that I'll always be grateful for. Love wow, that. that's a lot of ins- you really take a lot of inspir take into account all of your inspiration and it's very it's very uh it's it's very good to always keep it fresh especially now but I just want to know so fortunately um even though we are still not allowed we still have to socially distance and all um wrestling events have still become have slowly but surely been coming back but I just want to know for a very short time there was there was a trend, I'm being out of focus on the camera for some reason, <laughs> but, but for, for a short time, 
a lot of the big bigger companies like WWE, AEW, and I didn't even know this, but like looking on looking on it, even like smaller companies have been doing shows and matches with no crowd. So mm. I just would like to know, have you had any similar experience with this, even if it's no crowd at all or very little crowd? What can you say? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, as I mentioned before, with doing tapings for ICW, uh, we've had to work with no crowd. So it's literally just me, my opponent, the referee, and the cameraman. That's that. <laughs> uh, we have the producers uh, for ICW at the at the uh, the gorilla position, and they're, they're talking to the headset to the ref and that, just to give us the the countdowns and whatnot to let us know how long we've got left. But yeah, so that was just a a whole different ball game, uh, working with no crowd because I've not got the crowd to bounce off of because that usually makes for a lot of great experiences. Like um, I always remember I did a show uh, for Respect Pro Wrestling, funnily enough, and there was a, a little girl and uh, she didn't like that I was getting beaten up because I was the baby face and much. She didn't like I was getting beaten up <laughs> and she shouting at the opponent, calling them a meanie and stuff. So I just kept like, going to her for the reaction. Uh, yeah. And then it was like, she was like, because she was reacting, everyone else was reacting. And so, yeah, I, I missed that aspect of it. But I will say I have been enjoying the, the no crowd aspect of it because it's helped with, my cat like working with the camera it's helped it's helped me gain confidence with doing that because um a, a piece of advice that that we actually got backstage uh from from mark dallas that, that owns icw was like uh remember that you're going to be in the network a lot of people aren't going to know who you are so make sure that you you leave a, a great impression so with that mindset going out um yeah it's given me a great opportunity to to work with the camera and getting to work with cameras during a match as well because i've never had that experience because everything's always been live so that's been interesting but i will say i i have been enjoying it because um when i look back on the matches now like when i, I watch them back it's so i sometimes i don't even realize the facial expressions i'm doing until i watch the match back and i go why did i do that why <laughs> So I get to see what works and what doesn't work. So there's that aspect to it. Yeah, I could, you know, if you don't have a crowd, it's hard to like work off of it. But there are some pros and cons of having a crowd and not having a crowd. Um, just a quick follow-up um, based off of your story with the girl because you were the baby face. I actually, mm -hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, but I've seen you work heel yes. as well. So which, do you, which role do you prefer more or which one do you enjoy more in? So I would need to say I enjoy being heel, but that's because I'm always heel. Like <laughs> for the longest time, since I think it was only like a handful of times when I debuted, I was a baby face. So I was predominantly heel. And uh, don't get me wrong, I love being baby face because that's just when I get to be my goofy self and I get I get to have a laugh with the crowd. Like there was an instant at a show where uh, I think it was the ring bell had broke. <laughs> <laughs> the ring oh, bell no. and it was uh, just oh, before my. I was made to wrestle so I just turned into like a, a pantomime sort of situation I was like okay when I say one two three but I'm gonna go 
rang rang and I was like one two three and the crowd was like rang rang and I was like this is great so I got third that way wow. <laughs> that's adorable well at least they were able to improvise on the spot <laughs> with the help of the fans with the help of the fans for sure um but with that said hopefully things do get better you know not just in in wrestling but for the whole world because we need to see some crowd action sooner or later er for sure but earlier we did bring up one of your opponents who you've worked with for a long time or multiple times rather um anastasia but jingy and i want to know are do you have any other favorite opponents that you've worked with and how are the experiences that you have working with them oh yeah i've got quite a few so obviously you know anastasia's one uh and i love working with her because the chemistry is just on point and Anytime we work together, we could literally uh, throw a match together in about five minutes, which has been lucky because wow. we, we've worked together that often. So uh, there was a, a time where I can't remember, it was either I was running late or she was running late and we literally only had like 10 minutes before we, we went on and we were just like, usual match. Yeah, do I take out this bit? Do you want to take out this bit? Do I put this in inside? Cool, right, okay, let's do it. <laughs> and, uh, and then we would go out and do it. And uh, another favourite of mine, of course, I need to say it, Aisha Raymond. Love working with her. I always get such a laugh with Aisha, especially backstage. It's so much fun. Uh, and we actually had a match before the world ended and it was uh for full tilt wrestling so this was february of 2020 and she and i had been practicing from december for this match so we could get it perfect and we were so proud of this match and we were getting uh, we got a lot of positive feedback for it so that that was a very heartwarming experience and anytime i go in with aisha i know i'm in safe hands as well uh if if maybe like she forgets something I'll look after her. If I forget something, she'll look after me. Or if we need reminders, like we're, we're good like that. And um, another shout out I need to give is my, I call her my wrestlema, uh, Jayla Dark. Uh, she has always been the one that would give me advice. She was always the one I would go to for advice on anything to do with wrestling. Um, she always looked out for me as well, and uh, anytime I, I would be with her, I know I was in for a great match, and I was I would always learn a lot from her. And one of the special experiences that I got to have with her in particular was uh, before she retired, she actually she and I went into a, a feud at W3L uh, because I lost my women's championship to her, and then uh, we went through a long feud until W3L's biggest show of the year in Resolution and um, and she and I uh, did a street fight and that was the first time we'd ever done a street fight so no no one better than Jayla Dark who that is like her wheelhouse she she loves a good street fight um, so no one better to take me through my first street fight than, than Jayla who's a veteran of it and um yeah, so I got to be her her last match in Scotland before she retired, and we did wow. a street fight, and I won the belt back from her and became a, a two time W3L Women's Champion, and uh, and it kind of I was like a full circle moment because it was that venue where I wrestled her to win it for the first time because it was a, a tournament to, oh, wow. to the vacant championship, so we had a full circle moment there. 
and I think the the footage is online. Uh, you you literally see as soon as that bell goes, I go into a corner and I just start crying because I know that this is my last match with her, and I start bawling. I'm just sitting there in tears, and they hand the belt to me, and I'm just holding the belt and I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's at the other side of the ring, and we just lock eyes. And I cry even more because I've looked at her. <laughs> <laughs> and I get up and we meet each other in the middle and she just smiles at me and I throw the belt down and she and I just have this big hug in the ring. And then at this point, I'm still crying. I managed to get a little bit of composure for the moment. But then she whispers in my ear, well done, I'm so proud of you. I start bawling again. <laughs> <laughs> it's just endless. Oh yeah. So it was a it was a very special moment that one that that will always be close to my heart that one. Uh, another opponent I need to mention as well is Angel Hayes. Uh, you you need to check out this girl. She she's only like 18, 18 years old, I believe, eighteen nineteen. Uh, but she's been wow. training since wow. she was thirteen, and she, honestly, the talent is insane. Uh, I would go as far to say that she is the next Kaylee Ray. From Scotland, so because uh, Kaylee is from our, our academy as well, she's a graduate of our academy. Uh, so there's three generations of us. So there's Kaylee, there's myself, and then there's Angel. And uh, yeah, Angel's talent is just next to none. Like I would not be surprised if I saw this girl in NXT in the next two to three years. Honestly, uh, yeah. And I got to have a special match with her too. I got to wrestle in my hometown in front of my friends and family where, and a triple threat against her and Kaylee Day. And that was a very special moment for me because it was on one of the biggest shows of the year for, for my, my home promotion. Uh, it was in my hometown and it was three generations of graduates all coming together for this match. So it was an awesome experience. Oh, that wow. must have been such a match. And I actually... You know, um, from what I know, in the network, you do have two matches in it. I watched one with Anastasia, but you know what? Right after this one, I'll watch your match with Angel Hayes. I can't believe she's like our age, Joy. What the hell? I, I did not you? know that either. Like, my wow. age, I'm stuck in online school, and, and there's a girl Thank my you. age kicking ass in a ring. Get me out of here. Get me yes. a ring. <laughs> she's a little superstar, honestly. She she looks a million bucks and she can she can back it up with her wrestling, seriously. And to be named as the next Kaylee Ray, that, that is a big moniker. Like, honestly, wow. check out her matches. She she is just on another level. Like I've never seen a girl take to wrestling like that, seriously. Wow. I'll be sure to check her out. I'll be sure to check her out. It's very it's very promising, and I really hope I get to see her more of her now that you brought it up. But, you know, from your favorite opponent, of course, let's talk about your dream opponent. We all know from past and even in the present right now, who would you say are your biggest dream opponents? Biggest dream opponents? Oh, wow. Um, if we're talking in terms of, because I've got, like, so many different opponents I would love to wrestle. So one's Diona Perazzo. I would love to do a match with her. Uh, another match I would love to do is with Viper, Piper Niven at NXT Piper. UK. Because I've never wrestled her. I've really? never wrestled her. Yeah, she's one of the, really? the ones that I've never wrestled. So I would love to finally make that happen. 
and uh, I'm trying to think of other girls. So Diana, and then there was Piper. Uh, I've always said I would love to wrestle uh, Brandy Rhodes as well. I would love to wrestle Brandy. Wow. Uh, Maybe yeah. after her maternity leave. Yeah, after her maternity leave. After her maternity leave. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't want to, to cause any early labor or anything, you uh-huh. know, preemptive match. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I would always love to uh, always say Brandy. Another one I would always say is uh, Hikaru Shida. I would, I'd love to wrestle Shida. Uh, my, my wrestle Magela actually got to work with her at Ice Ribbon wow. in Japan. Ooh. And she says she's like the nicest girl ever. So yeah, I would love to wrestle uh, Shida. And then if we're talking in the grand scheme of things, obviously I would love to say Victoria. I would love to wrestle Victoria. She, she's another one, just to be able to say that I wrestled her would be awesome. And uh, I'm trying to think if I've missed anyone. Because it's it's such a loaded question. There's so many that I would love to work with. Uh, oh, I know Bianca Belia. That girl's on fire right now. Of course. The material. Wow. Yes. That is such a that is just simply such a list of people. And I just wanna, I just want to side note on what you said about Shida. It's very interesting because you know uh, that is actually like the second time some a girl has said it on our show. So it really seems like that. She just has such a great heart, and I just, she, I just want to meet her in person. Like genuinely, she seems like one of the nicest people out there. Oh, Jayla said that she's a total sweetheart. Like, honestly, she she's so sweet. We should have her on our show soon, Jiki. No, I, I lied. We can dream. We can dream. You never but know, dream back. You never know. You never know. You know, That's maybe true. tomorrow we'll interview Sasha Banks or something. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. Though no, that's that's a Kelly Kelly. <laughs> okay, we would love Kelly Kelly first. But with that said, um, unfortunately, this is the last question. And right on time, this is a great interview so far. But, you know, you have your career right now as a podcaster starting. You have your career as a Twitch streamer. But your career as a professional wrestler, what more do you want to achieve? What promotions do you want to work in? Do you want to work with certain people? What's the future for Emily Hayden? Wow, what is the future for Emily Hayden? Um, that's a very good question. A dream of mine's always been to wrestle in Japan. I'd love to follow in the footsteps of the the women that have came before me in the Scottish scene. So Piper, Kaylee, Ayla, the the list goes on. Uh, of course, my my wrestle my Jayla Dark too. Uh, they they've all went to Japan and and worked. And they've said that it is truly one of those things that you, you need to experience. And I, I've i always dreamed of going to Japan in general. So to be able to go over there to, to wrestle would be a dream come true. That's my, my two worlds colliding right there. Um, I would also love... I would just love to be back in a ring, to be honest with you. Like, I'm hoping that the, the pandemic is done, like... Thankfully, we've got the, the vaccines. Like that's all starting to come about now. So I'm I'm hoping that things will get back to a somewhat normality. Because uh, I miss performing in front of crowds. I, I really do. Um, maybe in the future as well. Cause right now, I'm Emily two belts. Like uh, maybe in the future, I'll be like Emily three belts, Emily four belts. So that's okay. What I aspire to. <laughs> 
You never know. You never know. Never know. Manifesting it. Exactly. Fingers crossed. And without further ado, that is actually the end of our interview. Thank you so much, Emily. It has been such a pleasure um, having you on our show. And we just can't wait to see where your career takes off from here. Hopefully you're doing Thank you well. so much for having me, guys. Honestly, it's been so much fun. means a lot so to us. It's been, it's been a fun hour and all. But without further ado, if you want to see me manifest Emily Hayden to be on NXT UK, you can follow me And if you want to see me manifest over the same thing or even the next Neon Classic, because we know it's coming. We know it's coming it's to be. You better do it. You can follow me at Troy PVP. And Emily, what are your social media handles and all of your other plugs? Because you have a lot. Oh, wow. Let me uh, just get the last out of the night. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. I thought you actually had a paper ready. <laughs> no, 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 this is the last of my Dungeons and Dragons stuff. It's like oh nothing. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. yeah. I'm not that mean. So my Twitter is Emily Hayden under slash UK. My Instagram is under slash Emily Hayden under slash. My Facebook is, you just type in Emily Hayden and this model up here. And uh, my Twitch, if you're interested in my gaming content, is twitch.tv forward slash tweetspeech under slash Emily Hayden. And I also have a YouTube channel. If you just type in Emily Hayden, once again, you'll just see my face appear. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Emily. Hopefully... We get to cross paths soon again on maybe on Twitter or in another podcast or maybe even back here. Who knows? Let's just see what happens. And thank you so much. And thank you so much for listening. Uh, this has been so much fun. Thank you guys so much. Thank you so much. Thank you.